0: Y'all, what is going on? This is your man L Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place we can say what you want as long as you got the facts. I wanted this episode to come out earlier, but I've been dealing with de- uh, technical technical difficulties. See, couldn't even couldn't even speak right. But uh, Monday night there was a storm that went through my area, so that knocked out my internet. And over the course of the next day, I somehow lost a good portion of my sports notes, my college football notes to be uh, exact. So um, there was some frustration. So I just, you know, very frustrated. But anyways, I'm here today. No excuses. I should have given you guys something, at least last night. But I'm here now. Uh, My apologies, but I'm, I'm, I'm human and I'm growing. Um... But today, uh, there's a lot of drama uh, going on, and in this, well, this theme right now, for the time being, right now, I decided to take it in this direction. I'm going to address all the drama, uh, but I'm going to be giving it all a level-headed, doing my best to keep it all level-headed and clear-headed analysis, uh, strictly uh, not leaning towards any real uh, side of the of the issue here, and just kind of laying everything out there uh, as the facts are, or at least coming with a with solution or thoughts that are not what you're hearing right now. So we're gonna we're gonna be talking about some astro world today. Uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about the NFL and breaking down some college basketball. I told you guys that I'm gonna be previewing that, so we will be breaking that down. Uh, I'm on a little bit of a race against the clock here today, uh, of course. I do go in, I do work today, so we, we will see what we can finish as of now. And uh, I also want to get into uh, some dating and some relationship talks, friend zone stuff, and all that. So again, we're going to be taking different, or well, I'm going to be taking different perspectives today. And uh, being that we have a few things to get into, let's just go ahead and get on in it. Now, of course, we have the Astro World Fest over the weekend. This was Travis Scott's uh, yearly—I believe it's his third year in a row that he's had this. So it's a—it's an annual type event, and it, you know, it's a, con- a concert—you know—festival brings these different—you uh, know—local acts together or just a- a hip-hop acts in general. Uh, it is in Houston, and I believe this is where he is from. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe he's from Houston, Texas. So again, there's that connection there. Astro World, of course. Uh, you know, that's a reference, if I'm not mistaken, to the baseball team out there, the Astros. Again, if I'm if I'm wrong, let me know, because again, I don't follow mainstream artists to begin with, to a to a to a larger extent. Now, um, of course, 25 people uh, needed to be taken to the, os- the hospital. There were eight people that died, and there were hundreds more injured and taken care of as well. And this was in the course of just one day of the concert. I believe it was a two-day festival. I believe it was supposed to be Friday, Saturday, something like that. But it was canceled after the first day. Now, mind you, uh, there was a rush in the crowd that started all this. There was stampeding. There was also some more drama uh, referring to a man basically shooting up people with an Now, apparently this drama would all occur... Around 9:15 p.m. <clears throat> now, again, the, the crowd started to press its way to the stage, and we're talking about NRG Stadium. This is where the Houston, Texas, play, and it was packed with 50,000 people. And they're just pushing their way to the front. There's panic. There's all this commotion. Again, it'll be up to 300 people that end up being just treated on site at the medical facilities there so it was a lot of drama a lot of uh well what it seems like to be some foul play uh of course with the guy shooting up people with fentanyl not to say that it was planned that way of course you know you're gonna have everybody's different input on it and you know things of that nature uh of course ranging from you know of course the fentanyl situation or or and you have everything wide ranging from this and also satanic rituals or demonic occult rituals and I'm not here to really get into all that with y'all because I don't follow these mainstream guys so I don't know like again uh, there's videos that'll show you this on YouTube and all this Um, but I'm gonna say this I've been to concerts I've been to certain these you know festival type situations and I feel like if that element is there, it's amongst the, the, the actual concert goers. And just another little tidbit about, you know, all that occult ritual and pagan shit that they always want to talk about and, you know, mainstream music. Y'all sound cute when y'all say that. But y'all will be turning around in about a couple of weeks Saying Happy Thanksgiving A pagan ritual Then after that you'll be saying Merry Christmas A pagan ritual So you know it sounds cute to say Travis Scott and rappers And point to all these different things But again every, almost everything we do At least on the mainstream level Is some form of a Subliminal occult And pagan And has pagan roots Sorry fam okay so can we can we get out of that nonsense Uh, again you bring 50,000 people in there obviously over capacity for what the situation was calling for and of course with all those people you have all these different elements like I said if there's some type of demonic energy there was some type of evil energy was amongst all the people there just as much as it was the the you know in symbology that we feel that's going on, and for what it's worth, they exist simultaneously, and they exist together because evil people make the symbology. Okay, so there was there there is no rituals, there is no demonic rituals and whatever pagan whatever. If there's no people to do them, if there's no people to teach the people and lead the people, so people are all into this and wrapped into this themselves to varying degrees whether they like to admit it or not some of us because again I mean if y'all really want we could talk about how Christianity is really pagan talk about how all these different religions have various elements of occultism in them and we could talk about the symbology that you know they represent or they try to represent to us we can do that Y'all ready for that conversation? We should have that just so y'all can just shut up about everything else being demonic, because it's right in your face. It's right in your under your nose, and you miss that. You miss the shit that's under your nose, but you want to call it everything else. And everything else needs to be look. It, again, there was an unfortunate event. Certain lives were taken. And many people were injured. All this other shit, okay. Well, you can have that but we can we can we can go down this rabbit hole too we, I, yeah we could talk about how jesus is a symbol even from his name to the way he looks like so we can go ahead we can we can we can really get we can really get to the nitty gritty i think i will and, and you know soon but i got all this other stuff to worry about in terms of my product. we you know, we could talk about this too now of course people want to sue I, I think they're in their right to i mean lives were lost and people got really you know. Seriously hurt. So, yeah, people uh, coming up with different lawsuits. I think one of them was like up to a million dollars. They were suing uh, Travis Scott and the organizers of the event. Um, I believe uh, Roddy Rich, another, you know, known rapper, he's been, uh, he's actually donated his share of uh, what he made from the event to the families. Uh, Recently, Drake has spoken out against what's going on, you know, kind of expressing his, his feelings. He normally, I guess, it's a big deal because he doesn't really speak on social media who the fuck cares i mean it's the situation called for it and if he felt he needed to say something he needed to say something the news is not i mean y'all take everything and ride with it um again i think there was drama i think you had a motherfucker in there you know who was i mean again you know again allowed to come in and you know he i guess he paid his ticket he had some some illness in mind so he started stabbing up people with fentanyl. It starts to panic, and, and, you know, people are already in that party mode, already suffering at some point because of the body heat and closeness of their bodies. Some of them are already suffering uh, from symptoms of hypothermia. So you got a lot of, you know, shit going on, and that's why you can't... I mean, I believe it's about crowd control. I believe the organizer of the event... And, uh, you know, the security, and and I don't think, I think, I didn't think they did a good job. Just like when you look at Woodstock 99, um, they did not prepare for, they did not have the resources set up for that type of crowd. Uh, It was just about making some type of profit, selling the most tickets that they could, and that's what, and that's what you get. Um, This is on the concert organizers, um, not so much the artists per se. I mean, again, his name is going to be on it, so again, they're going to try to link him and, you know, put all these, these, you know, course they're probably going to sue him too yes that comes with the territory i guess because you know he's the 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 name that's on there at least the brand name that's on there uh but in reality the concert organ the concert organizers and the way that they set this up um it was poor logistics and i think 50,000 is too many people for any type of concert venue just to be honest with you i don't think I, I don't think uh, it's it's necessary unless we are talking about a, a stadium that can fit up to a hundred thousand people I think that's I think that's when you can probably get over 50 or more thousand but I mean because you would have to just be able to accommodate and 50,000 uh, you know fans you know in a stadium that's probably I think fits maybe 50 uh, 54k max I'm not too sure exactly uh, what what the stadium is uh, you know parameters on on nrg in Houston are uh, but I know it it's a cap around maybe 50 got to be like 56 thousand I believe uh, you know so and I'm and I'm I'm, I'm guessing there was over fifty thousand like I, I know they're just saying fifty thousand but I, I think there was somewhat more than that um, and, and I think it was just about profit and they didn't like I said they failed to organize properly they failed to really um Properly secure, you know, secure the premises, and that's what you got. And um, you know, again, people want to put these other little slants on it. Y'all go ahead. That's what, that's you know, that's what makes y'all day, <laughs> and that's what keeps y'all going, and that's what turns your gears. That's fine. um I'm saying all those rituals and all those little occult practices are all around you and not just there. So. Open up your mind if you really want to start calling out those type of things because they're not just the only ones. That's all I'm saying. If you want to go down that route, that's for those who want to go down that route. All right, y'all. I'm gonna take a break. Uh, when I come back, I'll be breaking down uh, some of the NFL. Of course, we had another week up in the books, and then uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna be talking some college basketball. I'll be, I'll be right back, y'all. Uh, yeah. They plan was to knock me out the top of the game But I overstand they truth is all lame I hold cannons that shoot balls of flame Right in a fat mouth, then I call my name Nas too real Nas true king is however you feel Go ahead, you swing Your arm's too short to box with god I don't kill solo soloists, only kill squads Fame went to the head So now it's fucked Yesterday you begged for a deal Today you tough guys Alright y'all, so we are back And let's talk about... The NFL for a little bit. Of course, the big talk around town is the controversial play Monday night. The taunting call and no calls, I guess, against the Bears that led to the Steelers winning. Of course, 29 27. I don't mind, John. No, don't get me wrong. The rule changes in the NFL recently. They've sucked This whole taunting rule Okay It's trash But Is that really why the Bears lost? Really? Is that really why the Bears lost? I mean cause I looked at that final drive At least the final Steelers drive When they got the field goal they seem to move the ball down the field pretty well on y'all. They even had two penalties called their way. And you have Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith. And y'all couldn't pressure old-ass Ben Roethlisberger not once. He even ran for a first round, a first down on y'all. I'd be ashamed. Sorry. Yeah, I mean... I think the call had had somewhat to do with it. It played somewhat of a factor, but you still got to play defense. Now, mind you, take it a few weeks back. Um, as y'all well know, I'm an Oregon fan. And Oregon, if you guys follow Pac-12 football, had a similar situation in which, you know, a, a, a suspect call could have, you know, turned the tide of the game. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, Oregon played solid defense on the last play of the game. There was no time left. Uh, but apparently that was called. There was some type of uh, defensive uh, pass interference play. Stanford gets an untimed down. Ties the game up. Eventually wins in overtime. But And also, and guess what? I complained about that. I definitely did. But guess what? I also took on us to the fact that Coach Cristobal had terrible decision making on his last drive leading up to all that drama. Anthony Brown threw a pick to put us in, a, in that situation as well. Over time, we could have played def- better defensively, and we didn't. And as much as the call itself was controversial, it was a penalty nonetheless. Now, in terms of the Bears situation, yeah, there might have been a hip check. Okay. At the same time, though, you had a shot to stop their offense, and you shit the bed. You gave up multiple first downs. He, they were, he was able to pass, the, Ben Roethlisberger was able to pass the ball to multiple, multiple receivers, including a rookie running back. And again, he ran for a first down that led to the game-winning field goal. So do I do I feel for you in a way? Yeah, but also, the Bears aren't that good either. So things like this are gonna happen. Sometimes you gotta earn that win. Oregon, like I said, I mean Oregon had the opportunity to earn a win against Stanford, even with the the boo boo play call at the end. Other times, will calls make the ultimate factor uh, in in terms of the Saints and the the Vikings playoff games? Maybe. Okay. Was there that egregious uh, play with Green Bay and was it uh, Seattle years back? Yeah, but we also know that the referees were weren't on their game that night. Is there some type of conspiracy now where they're trying to rig games? Eh, for who per se? I mean, are we really saying that they want to push Big Ben Roethlisberger? Is he is he what the NFL is championing right now? I mean, he, if if he if that was the case, he would have been one more Super Bowls. He wouldn't have been trashed last year or the year before. Y'all gotta make sense. Don't just say, "Oh, well, they're trying to script everything and they're trying to make." Eh, yeah, okay. But I feel that they probably feel more so that way with Aaron Rodgers, since they didn't let him go unvaccinated, let that go unknown for so long. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's how I think. So it's interesting to say, but I unfortunately, I truly feel that the Bears just so happen to come up short. That's it. All right, y'all. We are gonna move on to some college basketball. Course, uh, the first night of the season was uh, yeah, we just had the first night of the season wrap up. Uh, but first things first, I wanted to break down uh, the top 25 to you guys. Um, I'm gonna be kind of going in on these teams just for a little bit and just kind of giving you uh, the kind of you know where this team was last year, what they did, of course, and what they kind of bring to the table this year. Um, so it's 25 teams. I'm not going to go through all of them right now, but I'm going to be breaking it down into a few different into a few different parts. I should be wrapped up by the end of the week. Uh, so today we are going to go through numbers 25 t- uh, through 18, excuse me. So like I said, just going to be a kind of brief synopsis of each team, uh, what to look out for from them uh, going into this season. And then also I'll get into a, b- a brief bit of news um, and then also the scores from last night. So uh, first things first, let's start off with number 25, Virginia. Virginia had a record of 18 and 7 last season. They were first in the ACC. Uh, they also finished 15th in the final AP rankings. They were 34th in field goal percentage last year, shooting pretty well at 47. percent uh, They were also 32nd in three point percentage at 37. They were also at they were also a good defensive team. Uh, they were uh, sixth in points allowed per game, just giving up sixty and a half points uh, per game. However, they would lose in dramatic fashion to the first round of the playoff to Ohio. Uh, this season, they're bringing back two senior forwards, Sam Hauser, who's averaging who averaged 16 points per game last year and six and a half sorry over six and a half rebounds, and also Jay Huff, who averaged 13 points per game and also seven rebounds. Now, for what it's worth, Virginia actually did take an upset loss last night, and we will be breaking that down in just a little bit. All right. At number twenty-four, we have Connecticut. Uh, last year, they finished fifteen and eight. Uh, they were third in their conference, which is, conference? Which is the American athlete Actually, no. Excuse me. This is not football. This is basketball. It's a little bit different. They're in the Big East. Uh, they need to replace their top scorer guard james bunite he averaged 18.7 points per game last season uh they did bring in howard transfer rj cole last year he uh uh, sorry he averaged 12 points 12 points per game over two seasons in the miac conference uh middle i think that's middle atlantic conference if i'm not mistaken forgive me i'm I'm, i gotta look back into that but anyways tyrese martin does return for the squad uh he averaged over 10 points per game The Huskies will also be bringing back uh, forward Tyler Pauly, shooting 35% from three. He also was a sixth man of the year for the Big East. Also, they bring back uh, another forward, Isaiah Wally, who was the Big East defensive player of the year. On top of that, they're bringing in a top 10 class. So um, I think a lot, well, a lot is expected from the Huskies this year. Uh, They will have to navigate the Big East, which is a very difficult conference to when you have uh, Villanova. I believe Marquette plays there. You have Seton Hall, uh, very very good playoff caliber teams. You know you also got um, Syracuse there as well. So moving on to number twenty-two, we got Auburn. They were thirteen and fourteen last season, tenth in the SEC. They were forty-fifth in scoring, uh, seventy-seven points per game. Uh, but they were they did not have a great defense, allowing just seventy-six points per get, allowing seventy-six points per game pretty much a a very... Very small point differential here. They need to replace their top scorer, Sharif Cooper. He will get 20 points per game last season, and also eight assists. Uh, and their lone returning starter from last season is Allen Finnegan. Uh, he would average 14 points per game. Devin Cambridge is expected to take a step up this year uh, by becoming a starter. I believe this is their forward. He did average eight points per game last season. They would also bring in three guards via trans via the transfer portal, uh, and they and they. Well, all three of them combined for 40, over forty-one points per game last season, and this also includes Eastern Kentucky guard Wendell Green Jr., who averaged 15, uh, almost sixteen points last season. At number twenty-one, we have Maryland, who was seventeen and four last season. Uh, they were eighth in the Big Ten, but they did lose in the second round of the tournament. Uh, they were fifty-fifth in points. Allowed a game. So uh, 65 and a half. So an uh, average defense here. Uh, their second leading scorer, excuse me, Alan Wiggins, is returning uh, from last season. Their second leading scorer from last season, uh, Aaron Wiggins, is returning, uh, averaging 14 and a half points per game and also over five rebounds. They're also bringing back junior forward Dante Scott, who led the team in rebounds uh, almost six a game and he also led the team in three point percentage at 43.8. You also got transfer forward Kudus Wahab from Georgetown. Uh, he will be also be a focal point. Last year, he averaged 12.7 points per game and also over 8 rebounds. Uh, the, uh, the Terps' uh, top-scorer guard, Eric Ayala, will also return. Uh, he averaged 15 points per game. So this team is going to be looking hot offensively. If they can make some changes defensively, they can actually, I mean, in my opinion, they can definitely turn some heads in that conference. Maybe even win the conference. I don't know how deep in the tournament they'll go, but I definitely think their conference is winnable this year. Um, I think Michigan State is taking a step back. Ohio State. I don't know exactly where they're at. I know Iowa has taken a step back. Uh, you do have some. They're gonna have some winnable games on that schedule, in my opinion, with Minnesota. Also, I think Wisconsin. That series could go. Uh, that series could go either way for Maryland. That could that could be a winnable series for them as well. Uh, so I think Maryland can do great things this year. Actually, uh, moving on to number twenty, though we have Florida State. They were eighteen and seven last year. Uh, second in the ACC, and they also lost in the Sweet 16 to Michigan. But they made three straight playoff appearances. Uh, they were 47th in scoring last season, averaging 77 points per game, a little bit over 77 points per game. And they had uh, a pretty decent defense. Sorry, offensive rating of four. Uh, sorry, a 109.1, which is 44th in the nation. They are bringing back one of their better guards, Anthony Polite. He has started 40. Uh, sorry, 24 games at Florida State, averaging 10 points per game. And four and a half rebounds. Uh, they will bring in a transfer uh, from uh, from Kentucky, excuse me, for a Cameron Fletcher. He was highly touted coming out of high school, but he did not really play much last season. Uh, but I think, I mean, if he if he comes with all if he comes with any near anywhere near the hype that he had uh, in his freshman year, he should be doing something for the squad in the front court. Of course, their big man that that might be a weakness for them. They did lose Raekwon Gray, sorry Raekwon Gray, and also center uh, Bolsa Kapavicha to the draft. Uh, but they do uh, they do have a returning. Well, they do have somebody that will be a starter this year. Junior uh, six nine, Junior Malik Osborne. Uh, again, he. Uh, did shoot thirty six and a half percent from three last year, so he's a I mean he's somebody that they could possibly rely upon in terms of offensive output at that position. At number eighteen, we have Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee would finish eighteen and nine last season. They were fourth in the SEC. Uh, they would lose in the first round in an upset to Oregon State. Uh, four of the team's best scores are returning, and they all averaged over 24 minutes Uh, however they did lose uh, their conference defensive player of the year Evie Ponds Uh, but six-year senior uh, John Wilkerson returns he's looking to take up take up the slack in that big man position Uh, he was second on the team in rebounding with five and a half a game and he also led the team in field goal percentage shooting over 52 percent uh, Deft is gonna be there at that spot with Olivier uh, Nimkamua and also Euros Plus uh, uh They both have an upon- uh, Sorry, a combined forty appearances for Tennessee. Uh, they also brought in a five-star recruit Brandon Hutley Hatfield and also top forty freshman Jonas Idu to again provide even more depth in that front court. Um, now Tennessee did lose two of their their top scoring guards to the draft, Jalen Springer and also Keon Johnson. They were both first round draft picks again, so that kind of gives you an idea of what of what Kentucky produces, of what you know kind of what they're all about. They get a lot of good guard talent and again, overall, they get talent. So again, this is a this is a legit top 25 team. Uh they'll probably stay in the top 25 for a good portion of the season, if not the entire season, and they're definitely going to go to the playoffs. Uh, but anyways, um, they did. They are bringing back senior guard Victor Bailey Jr. He did finish second on the team in field. Uh, sorry, in three pointers uh, made at forty-seven, and he also averaged a average a team high eighteen point two points in the games. Uh, sorry, in the team's final five games of the season, so pretty much he was their playoff catalyst. So they pushed to the playoffs. So again, they got that coming. They got him coming back. Uh, They also got junior Santiago Vescovi. Uh, He led the team in three, um, sorry, and three-point percentage, I believe. And he also led the squad in, um, in minutes per game at almost 30 minutes. We also got sophomore Josiah Jordan James, who led the team in uh, offensive rebounds and steals, and off and uh, sorry, in rebounds in general, and then also t- uh, Tennessee also brought in the nation's number one point guard Kennedy Chandler, and also transfer Justin Powell. Like I said, this team recruits well on the basketball on the basketball scene. Uh, this team again usually plays well. They were fourth in their conference. They can probably again. I don't know what you're gonna get from Alabama this year. Again, of course, everybody. I think on the surface, everybody wants to just always clear, declare, sorry, declared Kentucky the favorite in the SEC. But Tennessee plays hella good. Uh, last year wasn't necessarily indicative of that, losing in the first round. But I think this team, this Tennessee team here in particular, could all could definitely i i feel like this is one of the teams that i think could make a run i'm just gonna say that as of today i haven't seen them uh play officially just yet they did play last night they had a you know, you know the first game of the season but i didn't see it uh with my own eyes but i feel like i want to go out on a limb and say that um yeah I, I i honestly think that they could uh they can actually get it done uh this year But let's move on. I did want to break down a little bit more news before I let y'all go from here. um, Guess what? We do have a new coach uh, out there in college basketball, and he's an NBA legend. Now, Hall of Fame point guard for the Supersonics, Gary Payton, has become officially the head coach for Lincoln University basketball. Now, for those of you who do not know, uh, Lincoln University is located in downtown Oakland. but We'll get to that a little bit more of that in just a second. Now, his squad does have potential predigree with guard uh, Jerian Lillard. Of course, is the younger brother of uh, Damian Lillard. And also guard Isaiah Adels, who's the grandson of Golden State Warrior uh, great Al Adels. And he, uh, Gary Payton will go on to say, it's the only reason I took this job, so I can bring something back to Oakland, California. Mind you, he's from Oakland. Again, he graduated high school, all that. He's Bay Area born and bred. He did go to college in Oregon State, but He's really well, you know, I mean, he's a legend out here. People love, him. I, I mean, I look up to him, too, because, you know, he's from out here. So he's, he carries a lot of weight out here. Uh, now, Lincoln University has been serving the Bay Area for 101 years, but just recently started, to, uh, started their athletics program. The main campus moved from San Francisco to downtown Oakland, and the team will play their home games at Oracle Arena. So we have a local coach on a local team. I like it. Uh that team looks really good uh, they're gonna be they might be pretty good this year right away I don't know i'm gonna root for them i'm gonna give them, i'm gonna root for' them. anyways let's look at some scores from last night uh first things first, we have villanova course, top-ranked team in the top ten—they get it done against Mount Saint Marys, 91 to 51. For Mount Saint Marys, they were led by Ford Malik Jefferson. He would have 13 points, five rebounds. Also, Ford Nana Apoku would have 11 points, three assists, and five rebounds. For Villanova, guard Justin Moore would have 27 points. He would have two rebounds. And forward Brandon Fords, Brandon Slater, and Jermaine Samuels would get 17 points, five assists, and four rebounds. Uh, sorry, Brandon Slater would get five uh, five assists and four rebounds, and Jermaine Samuels would just get six rebounds. Connor Gillespie was also in action. Uh, he would have 13 points and five assists. Moving on, uh, Ohio State would get it done by one against Akron, 67 to uh, 66. Uh, forward E.J. Little for Ohio State would do his thing. 25 points from him, three assists, and also 13 rebounds. Uh, for Akron, they got help from forward Ali. Ali, 17 points, two assists, and also three rebounds from him uh we got central connecticut uh they they took a blowout loss to uconn here 99 to 48 we have saint bonaventure here i did not mention i don't know how i skipped them in my top 25 that's crazy but anyways they're in the top 25 as well uh they were 16 and 5 last year first in the atlantic 10 uh again this is the first time ever being in a, a preseason rankings since uh 1971 all their starters are returning this year um yeah, dog. This team is solid. All their starters are returning this year, uh, including Kyle Lofton. Uh, 14 points per game he averaged last year. Over three and a half. Oh, sorry, three and a half rebounds. Also, five and a half assists. Uh, they were number the number nine seed in the NCAA tournament last year. They were seventh in points allowed per game last season. 28th in defensive rating, 93.6. So, yeah, Saint Bonaventure. They actually got it done last night, 75 to 47. Uh, again, proving that proving that defensive stat right, uh, blowing out Siena. again, one of their conference rivals, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we got uh, number 21 Maryland in action, 83 uh, to 69. They got a win over Quinnipiac. I don't even know where that is. Uh, we had number thirteen Oregon getting it done against uh, Texas Southern eighty three to sixty six. We also got uh, Kansas number three Kansas getting a win over Michigan State eighty seven to seventy four. In this one, Kansas was led by Oj. Oh, sorry, Ochai. Uh, Agbaji, excuse me, 29 points from him. Also, forward David McCormick, he go, he would get 15 points and two rebounds. And guard Reem Martin would get 15 points, two assists, and six rebounds. For Michigan State, they were led by guard A.J. Hoggard. He would get 17 points off the bench. And forward Julius Marble would get 13 points and seven rebounds coming off the bench. Moving on, we got number 19 getting it done against U.N.C. 83 to six. Sorry. Number 19 UNC getting it done against Loyola of Maryland 83 to 67. We have number 15 Houston uh taking the win against Hofstra 83 to 75. Number 22 Auburn gets the win over Morehead State 77 to 54. Number 12 Memphis blows out Tennessee Tech 89 to 65. We got number 16 Arkansas getting another blowout here this time against Mercer. 89 to 61 uh, we have illinois number 11 they get a blowout win number one Gonzaga gets a blowout win you know the you know the deal and like i said before uh number 25 virginia did take the upset loss last night 66 to 58 versus uh navy uh again 58 points from Virginia, when they lose, they score less than 60 points. When they win, they score slightly above 60 points, up to 65 points. That's just the way they, they – that that's the way – that their team works. I don't know. They're just weird like that. For Navy, they were led by their guards, John Carter Jr., uh, 19 points from him, 2 assists and 5 rebounds. And Sean Yoder would have 15 points and 6 rebounds. Virginia was led by Ford, Jaden Gardner, 18 points and 10 rebounds. And guard Key Clark, he would have 12 points and 2 assists. To wrap up the first night of action, well, at least with these other games here, Cal State Bakersfield will come up short, well short gets number two UCLA. 58 to 95 uh, Now in the big time matchup We had number 10 Kentucky Sorry number 10 Duke Getting the win against number 9 Kentucky 79 to 71 For Kentucky that were led by guard Shavir Wheeler 16 points from him and 10 assists For Oscar Tashibwe With our 17 points and 19 rebounds for Duke, they were led by guard Trevor kills 25 points from him and two assists. Uh, Ford Paolo Banchero, would have 22 points and seven rebounds. And for Wendell Moore, would have 12 points, three assists, and also three rebounds. For uh, I do have some takeaways from this matchup. Uh, Duke freshmen's, uh the Duke freshmen, excuse me, uh, take notice of them, know who they are. Trevor kills of course. Uh, he had 25 points in total, 16 points in the first half. Paolo Banchero, 6'10, 250 pounds, 8'9 from the free throw line. Again, uh, he did it all. I think he got, oh, yeah, seven rebounds as well. Again, all over the place. Uh, we also got freshman Ty Ty Washington from Kentucky. He did struggle last night. Uh, he was highly touted coming into this year, but he was uh, he only had nine points last night and three assists, and he did miss eleven of fourteen of his shots. Now, Coach K, Coach K, uh, A.K.A. Krasinski, he does have a seven and two res- record now versus Kentucky, and uh, the only coach with a better winning percentage is the uh, former coach of uh, North Carolina. Uh, Dean Smith, he's passed away a while back, but a longtime coach at North Carolina, Dean Smith, uh, he does have a better winning record. Sorry, a better winning percentage against Kentucky. He won 80. Or he won 81 percent. Excuse me of those games. Uh, speaking of Kentucky, uh, they do get one of the top prospects in the country. Uh, the number one high school prospect, uh, Shayton Sharp, has decided to enroll at the school early, but will not play until uh, next season. Uh, he's averaged 22 point, 22.6 points, 5.8 rebounds, and two over two assists in the Nike Summer League. Uh, he's also shooting 55% overall and 36% from three. Uh, Kentucky has already brought in the nation's best recruiting class, so... We'll look into how next season goes in Kentucky Not to say that this season is going to be bad But again, this is just how Kentucky rolls They just get the number one class almost every year They are in contention every year I wouldn't be surprised if they won it this year And or next year That's just the way it goes for Kentucky Alright y'all, I'm going to take another quick break And when we come back, of course uh, I'm going to be breaking down You know, Of course, I wouldn't call it dating advice But we're going to talk about the dating world And the friendship world All right, y'all I'll be back Alright y'all So Let's wrap this up And I'm gonna keep this direct Now I believe that there's levels To people's relationships And you know of course Man, women and dating Or however you know Love and all that It really doesn't really matter All that That part doesn't matter Cause you know People do what they do. People are naturally, you know, that, you know, you know what I mean. Y'all know exactly what I mean. There's a difference between lovers and friends. People you date or want to be married to. Baby mamas. Okay? All that. Baby daddies. You know. Husbands, wives. There's all differences, right? The point I'm making today is... Now, I get it, you know, when you first meet somebody and, you know, you, know, you might like this person, you might want to get to know this person, you might not want to rush into a relationship, that's perfect, you want to be friends first, right? I think that's smart. I think there is a difference between friends, again, relationships. Now, I'm all down with being your friend, but I'm not taking you anywhere. I'm not paying for anything. I guess it's logical to assume that, you know, whoever comes up with the idea of a date or whoever initiates a date should pay, but if you're friends, then you're not dating, right? So there is no obligation. See, what I've come to realize is men and women like to take the benefits of a relationship without having the responsibility or the accountability that comes with it. So it's it's I mean, it's easy for somebody to say, Yeah, come take me out and come pick me up. But if you're talking to five or six other guys, where's the incentive in that? Same thing for a guy. I mean I, I, I don't imagine that females would like to be just a, another girl that's taking this guy out if he's, you know, banging other chicks and talking to all these different women, right? I I'm not stupid here. But, you know that's why i say friendship is friendship i don't take my 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 female friends out on dates that's cuz that's not what a friend is now if we're friends and we've done the friendship stuff and we've hung out and you know we 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 or we share certain you know uh, facilities with each other and we know each other we've get gotten to know each other and there's a a a, a bond that goes deeper than friendship Well then by all means Yeah I'll I'll take you out I'll treat you right Or after we've you know Or if we you know I did like you We've established that that's what we're doing Through our friendship And we've established that relationship Then by all means yeah I'm taking you out But motherfucker we just exchanged numbers We are literally just friends I don't feel like taking you anywhere I don't feel like paying for shit We could meet somewhere, but why would I want to pick you up, especially if you have a car? Or would I want to date you if you don't have a car? Should I think like that too? I mean, because it's easy to say if a guy doesn't have this, he doesn't deserve this money, or he doesn't deserve pussy, or he doesn't deserve the opportunity to talk to me. But if I said the same thing about broke women, would y'all really feel the same way? Or would you call me a dog? Or would you try to find something wrong with me to say, well, you should be loved. You don't deserve this. If y'all so independent Y'all don't need motherfuckers Why do you call motherfuckers broke For not wanting to do shit for you You said you got it yourself right I mean it's like And the whole concept of Oh well if the person uh, Wants to hang out with you Then they should pay Well you know if we're friends right I'm saying you know Cause that's how this is That's how these things start right I don't know any friends that say Oh Jamal let's hang out but I I've never expected them to pay. When I go hang out with my buddies, we all pay, regardless of who said. If somebody says, "Hey y'all, we gonna go hang out, we gonna go do this," we all say, "Whoever ready and who who can go shows up." And the motherfuckers who ain't got it that time around, they they be like, "Hey y'all, next time I'll see y'all later." when we were younger and we had or more opportunities came to us or we had more you know we have might have a little bit more sometimes we might say come along anyway we'll just come get you that sometimes it's like that but sometimes as an adult you ain't trying to be out if you ain't got no money so I understand all that but again I'm just saying this if we not if we're not together i'm not taking you nowhere <laughs> all this i got to do this and i got what are you talking about what am, i don't i don't owe you guys nothing we, men don't owe y'all nothing unless y'all married to them y'all have babies bodies men. now a dude that gave that that didn't than you you got pregnant you know you got pregnant by him i don't mean you gotta chip in something but y'all just talk so what you can talk to everybody. He can talk to anybody. You can talk to anybody. Who the fuck cares? What, what is the significance about you, you and your relationship to the point where I or the next guy or vice versa would have to take you anywhere? Same thing all the guys. What makes you so important that somebody should come get you? Guy, if you have a car or not, what makes you special? Who says somebody has to do something for you? Who says who says somebody is entitled to have sex with you because you took them out to dinner? But and with that being said, who said a man has to even Who says a man has to pay you to feed you? Who take you out to dinner? Who says a man has to do this? Especially if y'all are just friends and there's no obligation on your end. I'm sorry if it, if it gonna if it's gonna come down to that. Let's be real, y'all. I, I might as well tell my young brothers right now, or somebody who you know that got their means together. Man, every now and again, just go get a, a hoe, go to the hotel room, smash, and move on. You ain't got to put no feelings in it. You won't have to take her out to dinner, bro. You won't have to do nothing. You won't just give her a little. You move on, cause you got these motherfuckers that just just take me out and then take me out and then they be like two three months later. Well, I. Actually, I was talking to somebody else, or I just don't want to talk right now. Nah, ain't, I'm not going to waste my shit. If I, y'all go fuck around and do whatever. When you're ready to deal with me personally, then I'll take you somewhere. Personally. And I might spend a couple of dollars. I don't know. But if you just want to be my friend, you just want to call me every now and again, I'm not going to take you nowhere. Now, we can meet anywhere, hang out as friends, and I'll bring a partner. You can bring a partner too. I don't care. But I ain't doing shit out of my way for you. Not my wife, that's different. My sister, I love my sister. She asked me for something if I got it. Hey, here you go, here you go, little sis. Somebody I truly like, friend or not. I mean, there's there's women out there that I, you know, would do anything for. We not dating, you don't have no type of sex. Men and women can be friends exes I don't believe can be friends and that's where I take my stand but you can have plutonic female friends I have plenty platonic female friends that I know I can't do nothing with and I'm cool with that I respect the motherfucker they go I'm friends with they dude it's a friend, it's friend. we all friends but I know where I stand that's all that it is friends are friends we hang out as friends I don't, I El Jamal don't date friends. I think that's I think that's a scam. You don't. That's 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 you're you're breeding yourself up for disaster. So we can kick it, and when the feelings develop, if I say, "Hey, let's go do something," you say, "Nah, I'm not ready to take that jump, and I'm gonna go away." That's that's what I want. If I want if I want a relationship, and I don't, cause I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Let's just be. I'm gonna be honest with you. For me personally, I can't speak for anybody. Else, I'ma speak for me always in these type of situations. I'm 30 years old, going on 31 in January, right? All a woman, I'ma keep it real here. You can take it how you want. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Come on, because this is this is this is what it's gonna be. You can only offer me three things, one of three things, and it could all be a mixture of all that. We can have something that you know, whatever. But it's one of the things that I would like to have. And if I can't really get that on a true level, then I ain't really. There's no point messing with you. You Give me a friendship. I don't mind dapping it up, giving you a friendship hug, and hitting you up when times are hard, giving you some more support. If you're really there for me and 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 help me out, I'll help you out too in different ways. That's what happens. You could just want to just fuck me. I just could just want to fuck you. That's fine too. Just do a thing a couple times. We could hook up a couple times. Never call each other again. Fine. You could be my again, or and back to the friendship thing. The friend that leads into the next thing that you could have with me, and that's marriage. We could be friends. We could just fuck. We can get. We could be in a relationship. I mean, again, marriage will come later, of course. I don't. I don't just bust out thinking about. Oh, every time I talk to somebody, Ooh, can I marry her? Let's get married. No. It's just, it's just like Hey you're beautiful Let me see if I can get to know you let's, get, let's change numbers Talk Understand who we are Then you know We build a rapport And maybe we'll hang out a few times And through those ha- few times Hanging out Maybe There's a connection there And then maybe I could just date you And just talk to specifically you Cause again I'm talking to multiple people So I know you talking to multiple people So let's not play each other So why would I do all this extra for you And I know I know I'm already Partly invested with other motherfuckers I'm not gonna put Extra into you Y'all gonna get Just the same Dividend You know Hey What's up Here's a Here's an here's a invitation here You don't wanna answer Okay well Somebody else gonna get The invitation That's how I go And I, I know Y'all roll the same way But at this point You can only offer me A friendship Sex Or relationship and That's fine with me People can say What they want oh, He's this, He broke Cause he don't wanna pay for this I sure am but I tell you this, I'm not begging and I don't need to get any I don't need to make people simp and take me nowhere just to get my time. If you could if you want it, you could just roll up to my house and just say what's up to me. Just saying. You can meet me at a we can go walking at a park and have a great discussion about life. We don't need to spend no money. I'm that type of person. I'm a real person. Now you can you ain't gotta buy me. You ain't gotta take me nowhere. You just gotta show the interest, and if you ain't interested, ain't no amount of me taking you nowhere. is gonna change that. You just gonna just show up and just eat your food and leave. Especially if I'm paying, which is again, I ain't paying for shit. So, I'm I'm looking forward to being single for a while because I know what I want is too specific, and people don't like. They don't like how people address that, and 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 how I address that, and how I I know that, and that's what I'm, and I'm comfortable with myself enough to be like. I'm not settling. I don't want to be your partner. Motherfucker, be like, oh, I'm talking to somebody. Okay, well then don't talk to me no more. Why? Cause I don't want to talk to you. They get butt hurt about that. Don't get butt hurt by that. Don't get butt hurt by none of this. I wasn't butt hurt when you told me you was fucking with somebody else. I just said don't talk to me no more. I'm not interested. Cause you, I can't. I can't really hold my attention to somebody who's not holding attention to me or trying to get my attention. I'm not not really focused i got other i got too many more pressing things obviously but anyways y'all we're gonna i'm gonna leave the link available for you guys again we are working i'm working on expanding social media because facebook is bullshit so um again i'll be working on the personal page personal facebook page for the show but also i'll be working on the twitter Uh, we're also i'm also contemplating tiktok as well uh just kind of figuring out what type of content we can do and all that um and uh, like I said the probably the main place where you'll see a lot of my posts or anything is probably for for the, for now is going to be uh Instagram and again uh Twitter may be coming pretty sho- pretty soon as well just cause I gotta get every I gotta get my name out there I gotta get y'all to know what's going on too and I gotta be more consistent with it so again Facebook is a bitch but I gotta I gotta try to manipulate it for the best of uh what I'm trying to do and uh of course, I'll be back again. I gotta break down some more college football. We did not get to that. Like I said, we had some te- technical difficulties. All oh, my uh, part of my notes seem to have. Uh Either, either I accidentally threw them away Or I don't know what happened right now So uh, we got to track those down Retake those I'll be retaking those Of course we have some face, uh, sorry, YouTube uh, stuff I'm, th- I'm wrapping up on So that'll be out pretty soon By the end of this week Actually before the end of the week So just keep a, keep a look out for that I'll be posting on that uh, on Instagram So again I'll be leaving that link Available for you guys And if you, anybody hasn't told you yet I love you Peace out One love And I'm going to be hollering at you Pretty soon uh, Right now